Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anite Podcast. I'm the usual host, Proton Storm, and with me today I have Requiem. Say hello. Rock. Hello. Or Ray Kaze, as he is now known around these parts. Um, Hybrid Mink. Ohio. <laughs> and Edmonton, new to the podcast. What's up? So, um, Edmonton, you're the new yes. guy here. We haze the yes. new guys. Tell me a little oh. bit about maybe like a couple of your favorite anime, just off the top of your head. Uh, I love Monogatari, and I love Toothbrushes. <laughs> is there, wait, is there anyone? Rock, you're a fan of Monogatari, right? Is Hybrid? I, like it. I love Monogatari. Okay. I'm a big fan. All right, Hybrid's a big it. fan then. Big Shaft fan. Yeah. I have not I seen it personally. Dill's going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Long Running Shonen's like One Piece. One Piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't have at least 800 episodes, I'm not touching it. (laughs) (laughs) See, for me, it's like if it has more than 20 episodes, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. Whoa. I mean, okay, 25. I'll give it two cores. Edmonton's over here like 40 episodes, bunch of amateurs. (laughs) What the fuck is this? Get out of here. For me, if it's above like three cores, I'll just read the manga. Big man. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I just don't like the long-term commitment, but other people do enjoy that, like, long-term, like, going with One Punch... Uh, not One Punch Man, um, One Piece. And most people agree the beginning of One Piece was much better than it is now, but it has some really great moments still. Yeah. I think Let's just so... talk about One Piece. I can't believe that that's still running, honestly. Like, <laughs> that the guy can, like, churn it out like that. Like, I would just absolutely lose my mind if I was doing that, like, 12 hours a day for 20 years. I mean, years. it prints money. It does, but like does. at one point, how much money does this guy have? You know, he like could retire. Yeah, uh, I think an estimate I said was like thirty million or something. It better be. I mean, like with the popularity of the series, if he's not rolling in it, that means he's getting highway robberied. Yeah, I mean, he like he's a household name at this point, so it's like yeah, he's like Toriyama basically at this point. So yeah, One Piece. Not going to talk about One Piece for the rest of this podcast, though. Sorry, folks. I'm out. <laughs> Today, we are actually going to be talking about some of our first impressions of the spring 2019 anime season, and so a lot of us have seen quite a few shows from this season, and most of them are only like one or two episodes in, I think mostly just one, um, so this is really like our initial impressions on things, and so I'm going to go through um, an alphabetical list. Our list, most of these are the Japanese names, so it's going to go in alphabetical order based on like the Japanese names. Um but we'll talk about any shows that people have seen that are not sequels other than One Punch Man. We will talk about One Punch Man, too. Um, we'll just have, like, a few minutes to just kind of people say how they feel about it, I guess. So, without further ado, we are going to start with Boku Tatsuwa Benkyo Ga Dekinai, or We Never Learn. Um, I think they said, like, the official English title is, like, We Never Learn, Boku Ben. Which like made me cringe on the inside. Like yeah, if you're gonna tra- yeah, if you're gonna make an English title, just leave out the Japanese. I like guess the good. problem there is uh, a lot of people call it by Boku Ben on like Reddit and stuff. So it's like, eh, but I think it's still stupid. Ah, huh? Filthy, filthy weebs, dude. <laughs> filthy. <laughs> I think they just wanted people to, to to you know make sure that they knew which one they were talking about. I mean, I I get it, but it's also like. It has the Japanese title too. If you're gonna make an English title, just make it in English. You know, that's my opinion. Yeah. So how's the show? Yeah, the actual show. What do you guys think? I've seen it. The, sh- the show is fine. If you like Nisekoi, you'll enjoy it. Oh, screw that! Get me out of here! It's not Nisekoi because we're only like an episode. Actually, the second one just got posted, so we're two episodes in. And- I can't say it's not Nisekoi because it's not far enough in. So it's not saying, annoying me yet. And Nisekoi uh, annoyed the shit out of me. On the first episode? Nisekoi. The first episode, that was fine. It was cute. Characters are kind of fun. It's very, very okay. Well, I mean, the first episode of Nisekoi, were you already annoyed by that point? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the setup was stupid. I know. Uh, I agree. I agree. That's fair. I uh, I enjoy Nisekoi and like silly rom-com, so like this is totally up my tea. And I've read the manga, so uh, yeah. But um, it starts fairly interestingly, I think, and it gets pretty good, and then uh, it peters off. And 
tubs. Garbage. Oh, it's Nisa coin. Oh. So it's Nisa coin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as soon Whoa. as the one of Aerith shows up, it just gets ruined. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think Wait, that, what was it, this is written, so the uh, when I first saw the manga, I was like, this has got to be like the Nisekoi author's new series, but apparently this was like an assistant of the Nisekoi yeah. author who's making yeah. this. So, I mean, it is very heavily um, influenced by Nisekoi, to say the least. Yep. And for me, I so I liked Nisekoi when I first watched it, but I don't think I would like it if I tried to watch it now. In fact, I know I wouldn't because I've tried to rewatch it before and I was kind of like, this is kind of lame. It had a good uh, start, and then it just fell off. Mm. Yeah, and, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that I've gotten to the point where when you have some sort of, like, rom-com where you have, you know, a huge amount of... The, the whole thing is there's a huge amount of girls and one guy who, like, can't take a hint on anything, and it's just back and forth and nothing ever progresses. Like, there are just so many series out there like that nowadays, and I just with, don't really have an interest in them anymore. Shows it really hinges on the personalities of the characters because you're not watching it for the actual romance. You're watching it for the comedy, right? So right. Uh, if the characters are still interesting, then then the show is still fairly watchable. Like uh, quintessential uh, quintuplets last season, I think all the, the five girls are pretty, and, Futar, and the main guy are all pretty interesting characters. So that was a fun watch just because of the characters. And I guess so, it really... It really depends because I actually think I wrote an article about Nisekoi like four years ago, whenever the second season was airing on Anate, and I said something along those lines as well, where it's like it's about the characters. And I guess, I guess for me, um, I feel like the character to me it doesn't feel like these characters all feel like very like one dimensional to me. And I know that we're only like an episode or so in. And I'm sure that, and I know that they will develop, but if they develop in the way that the Nisekoi characters do, I just don't think that it's very, like, well-rounded development. I mean, they they fall into tropes all the time. You know, if, if I can pick up a character and say this person is Tsundere, and that 100% describes them, I think that they're not really a nuanced enough of a characterization for me. Yeah. Well, I wonder about, because the, the, obviously this is a flooded genre, uh, the, the, the wacky rom-com harem. And I, I wonder, just like how long a shelf life, even the best written of those, really has? Because eventually you just get tired of it. You're like, pick yeah. a fucking girl, you oblivious asshole. Right. You know, and, and I think you're... the only ones I've ever really liked were the ones that were just so ridiculous that it didn't matter. They like heaven's lost property. Like <laughs> that was so dumb and so ridiculous that you didn't care that no romantic progress was ever getting made. But after a while, eventually, no matter how good it is, eventually you just like, stop, just end. And I feel like if one of those can manage to finish in like two cores or like 50 chapters, depends, well, it depends on like how often they release, but uh, if they can finish in a reasonable amount of time, then it doesn't get tiring. But like almost all of them go like 100 plus chapters and like, you know, go forever. Yeah, I think that that's a good point, too, because with something like We Never Learn, I would almost be more interested in it if I knew that it was going to have some sort of conclusion after 12 episodes. Like, it was short enough that there was it was going to end. But these things, they just go, especially Nisekoi, it just goes on forever and ever. And it just repeats the yeah, same like, stuff. Like, one of my favorites of this genre was Shuffle. And Shuffle, like, not only did it end with a conclusive ending, but he picked a girl two episodes before the end of the show. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. That's a miracle. It was a great show. It, like, it starts here, ends here, wraps up. Good story, everybody. Let's go home. See, I, I do have to agree that I wish there would be, like, um, that they would reach, there'd be, you know, they'd reach a conclusion, they'd pick someone, and then these shows would have, like you said, with that particular show, like a couple episodes afterwards, we can, like, feel, ah, yes, it's resolved, and now we can see what happens beyond the initial, like, decision to go out with each other. Because it usually just ends there. And it's just like, so what happens afterwards? It's like, that's sometimes the part I want to see. But we're getting too much into harem discussion, as yeah, um, yeah, a couple of us are noting here. What? So. what? So it was 2019, harems are gross. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so our next show on our list here is Carol and Tuesday, which so far only Hybrid has watched, I assume, through oh, I guess um, slightly illicit means because i don't think it's av- the reason i haven't seen it is because i don't think it's available anywhere i don't know why you're calling people out we're just here to talk about anime all right it's fair no it's fair it's totally totally fine in fact, i, I could have a japanese netflix it. account i don't know why you think i don't 
You could. In fact, you could actually VPN and pretend you're in regionally in Japan, and then you would have access to it from your American I, one. I flew to Hokkaido just so I could watch the show. Every yeah. week I fly to Hokkaido to watch it. So how is the show, though? How is the show? Tell me about it. Uh, it's really good. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about it, but it's uh, it's kind of like a Prince of the Pauper situation where you have uh, like a, a town girl and like a city girl and they meet each other and they find that they just really love making music. And um, I mean, they just have a really natural connection right off the bat. Uh, I don't really want to go into the details, but oh, it's I, the, the Watanabe show. Uh, yeah, I forget the director, but it's another Bones show. Bones is just like churning out great stuff. Yeah. One after the Anime other. original too, right? I, it seems like an original. Um, yeah. I like. I decided like to watch this. I didn't look at anything other than yo. It's on Mars. So I'm like, all right. So I decided to watch <laughs> it. The, the it's like, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it's ten years into the future if we had colonized Mars fifty years ago. So like, it has these elements of technology. Like there's Instagram. Like yeah, legit, I've, just I've Instagram. I couldn't believe it. Twitter. Like everyone keeps on posting that one picture with Instagram in it. Yeah, Wait, like, like straight up oh, Instagram. He's yeah. like, oh, I made an Insta account. I'm like, oh, that's what they're calling it here. And then they show the logo. It's the Instagram logo. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Uh, but that's not Secret the meat of this. Is, confirmed. Yeah. We will make it to Mars, but Instagram will. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a, a really good show about um, the – it seems like a near-future show, but it's on Mars, and they're making music together. And I assume that they're going to become, like, big stars. I haven't really read much into it, but – um, their interactions are cool, and the the music. Someone mentioned that the, like the the keyboarding is like really well done, and just it's a it's a Netflix show, so it has a big budget. And if yep. you if you like a slice of life in a futuristic uh, society, I'd say totally check it out. Yeah, so yeah, I'm interested. On the Annie chart, this is the Shinichiro Watanabe show, uh, did Cowboy Bebop, uh, yep. uh, Macross, Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, I love yeah, all those. Yeah, this so. is going to be a good one. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I want to watch it, but unfortunately, I just don't know much about it yet because I haven't. So, uh, we can probably move along though, and actually just cut this one off in like a couple of minutes, unlike the previous show. Um. And next up, we have Fairy Gone, which I see Edmonton Hybrid and myself are the ones who have seen this one so far. So I guess yes. I'll start. I'll pass it off to you guys. Um. Actually, let's do Edmonton specifically. What do you, Edmonton, think about this show? What do I, Edmonton, think about it? Yes. Okay, well, first episode was pretty normal. Showed, like, the flashback to their old lives or whatever. Yep. And uh, apparently, like, the fairy soldiers are, like... So So that my first thought was basically, like, they're using the kind of, like, psychopaths. They use the special people or whatever to hunt down other special people. Mm-hmm. And I guess they also have, like, fairy stance or whatever um it Where did you like it okay. yeah i'll probably keep watching for a while <laughs> what about what about you hybrid what do you think yeah i think the concept is stronger than the execution i think there's potential mm-hmm. for some really good banter between the i don't know security guard or whatever he actually is and then the new character it's a uh, it's a fairly rote uh, uh scenario where it's like oh here's a hyper specialized group attacking or not attacking but taking uh it's like when you go to like we have these cops and we're only going to target this one specific group of people and i feel like there's just going to be like a monster of the week situation where they mm. they tackle different people with fairy stands which is what we're just going to call them i don't know what they're actually called and the uh, the girl's main relationship with the other girl i don't remember her name but uh, i feel like that's going to be pretty much the driving force in the storytelling for the whole series yeah and that, that was – so the thing is is I was definitely excited about this one. It's the PA Works um, original mm-hmm. – anime original series this season. And I mean PA Works can be all over the place sometimes with their anime original stories. It, it, um, it's, it's like every other show they make is good slash bad. So it's like didn't they just release a good show? <laughs> so they I'm, did. I'm kind of nervous about that. And also like this is totally different than what they normally do. Like they do slice of life, character based, like, you know, that kind of stuff. It's yeah. not that. I mean, and I I'm I'm I think that I agree with Hybrid that the story right now seems like very like rote. Um, but it could get really interesting. Like it's not it's not at the point where I'm like it seems like it could be good, but it also seems like it could just totally go to shit, you know, a couple episodes down the line. 
Yeah, we need to see more of the characters. Uh, there's clearly at least like one more major character they haven't seen yet. And yeah. the CG is inoffensive. Um, just watching their fights probably won't be the draw. I think it's going to be the character interactions because that's what PA works does best. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm in it to just see where the story goes. Yeah, on on that subject though, it is interesting the because um, PA works. You know, they're known for their animation, and then the fairies are like C- are like CG. So you have like the anime characters running around with like their CG fairies, and I I agree. It seemed like the CG, um, it it was fine, but it also felt like I don't know, strangely disconcerting to me, especially to see it in like a PA work show used that heavily. Mm-hmm. It might be. I haven't really seen them do a lot of TV, honestly. They might yeah. be like kind of noobs to this. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> so um, another F show is Fruits Basket. Uh, the very popular um, series is getting kind of like uh, it's almost like a a bit like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood remaster where they adapt yeah. the full manga and they try to be like extra faithful, I guess. Um, I know that I, I had actually never seen it before or read the manga or anything. It was just something I'd always hear about, but I never I like never get around to watching like shows that came out several years ago or ten years ago or fifteen years ago, yeah. um, and so I hadn't watched it yet. But I was excited to tr- finally have an excuse to try it out with this new one. And I liked the first episode, but what did you guys think? I watched it back in the day, uh, but that was like like that was a decade longer than that. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So I don't remember any of it, but <laughs> um, watching the first two episodes, uh, it definitely like it feels very faithful, and I, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, it was the second episode already out. I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah second episode, so... Uh, go ahead oh yeah so yeah i'm actually enjoying it quite a bit like i get that it's supposed to be like the show genre but i'm still enjoying it and Mm -hmm. um uh the story's aged surprisingly well it's like even though it's uh, like this early 2000s late 90s i don't remember but like even though it's that old and it like so it's still very enjoyable shoujo so like if you like any of that it it still holds its own and i'm, I'm really glad they're doing a remake uh, i wasn't super excited uh at the beginning of the season like i was i was actually not gonna watch it but then uh, i did watch the first episodes, <laughs> and i was like oh this is actually great yeah i've got to say i mean there's definitely right the classic shoujo like you've got the go the what is it like the go lucky girl um, who, you know, is trying hard, has some down on her time, or down on her luck a little bit, and then you've got the mysterious pretty boys who have some yeah. sort of powers, you know? And it's, it's, I think in that regard, right, it's, it can be described as stereotypical, but it's also, to a certain extent, kind of what led almost to those kind of characters becoming really popular in shoujo. So it's almost in a way kind of like the master of what is now considered the really standard tropes. And I've got to say, I thought it was interesting enough. I haven't watched as much shoujo as I have, say, something like um, We Never Learn-esque, like, harem kind of shows, so I've been more done with those than the shoujo ones. But uh, I one thing that really stuck out to me about this one is the soundtrack is excellent. Yeah, it really fits the mood. Um, I don't have much to say about the soundtrack, but I was going to say that this is one of the most likable female characters I've seen in a long time. And that's one thing you get from shoujo anime. It's like, well, this is kind of written for girls. So we should probably have a good main character, yeah. which is weird. Because, like, shonen anime, the main male characters usually suck. So it's like, well, we're getting the benefits <laughs> from that. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's really likable. And the other dudes, um, they're also... Uh, the first episode, I didn't, like, really love them, but they're all they're already growing on me and like i don't really care if she picks one of them they're all just fun to watch and uh i'm an animation whore and i just love that everything is animated there's like very few pans everything is like beautiful landscapes like you said soundtrack it really just has everything going for it yeah so um next up on the list though we've got gunjo no magmo magmo i don't know um, I see that um, Hybrid has seen this and Edmonton has read the manga. What do you guys... I, I, I honestly, I have no idea what this is. So I On my way back from it. Japan, I decided to catch one more and I watched this thing. It was... Uh, it's, it's weird if you guys are familiar with the, like, the random sakuga of like shonen anime. It was like, oh, we're just going to have uh, yeah. a lot of really bland scenes and then when like the shit goes down, it's going to be pretty good. 
this is one of those shows. Um, but the concept is really interesting. Um, Ed, since you read the manga, you probably have a better description of it than I would. Uh, so this show's claim to fame is basically that the Hunter x Hunter author recommended it. And <laughs> since he usually doesn't uh, say anything, since he's busy like being sick all the time. Uh, yeah, he said, yeah, feels bad. yeah, he said, yo, Ready guy, this one's pretty cool. You should check it out. And yeah, basically, the premise seems kind of like uh, if you've watched Hunter x Hunter or read read it, uh, there's this thing called the Dark Continent that's super dangerous. So, Gujun of Magmal basically seems like the Dark Continent if they ever got there, which they never will because they'll never finish. Uh, <laughs> bump me out. Rip. Uh, Stop being sick, you jerk. <laughs> How well, dare you? The interesting concept behind this is that uh, instead of having this like dark continent where these 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 kids are like, man, I'm going to be the king of the continent. I'm going to get the One Piece, and then instead it's about the guy who rescues those yeah, yeah. people, and I think that's a pretty cool concept. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like I think the opening scenes like a bunch of adventurers being like, yeah, we're going to find treasure, and then like five seconds later they're all like dying or something, mm-hmm. and then oh, the main character, <laughs> yeah, saves one of them. So basically. Is Oh, sorry. sorry. Is this on High Dive or Funimation? I don't think it's on either. Yeah. Okay. It's What's not available on? at all legally. Probably Netflix. Let's just say the subtitles I read. Netflix. Are not- Netflix. <laughs> no. I can't see. I I wish Netflix would just release them weekly, but that's just not their business model in the U.S. No. Which is very frustrating. They'll do it for some like talk shows and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind them dropping it all in one go if it's like actually like a Netflix original. But if it's airing on Japanese television right now, then that just means they've just bought the rights to it, in which case they should post it the same time as Japanese television, is my opinion. Because all the discussion um, is week by week. So by the time it releases on, uh, no one's going to talk about it, and everyone who's interested probably pirated it already. Right. I think it kind of, it feels almost like, right, they don't understand the anime fandom. And they don't yeah. really particularly care to, which I mean, once again, it's a big company. They don't need to like, why would right? They release it and people watch it. It's whatever. Um, but for those of us who are sitting here trying to have a discussion about, you know, the shows that aired this week, it's a little bit annoying because several really good ones are just kind of like blocked to us. We're just trying to make a Japan. podcast and Netflix is here running it. Yeah. Unless you go to Japan, like hybrid to watch them in which oh, case you're day, good. Baby. Uh, yeah. we... <laughs> Um, but anyways, next up on the list, uh, the next one that people have seen is Hitori Bochi no Marumaru Seikatsu, um, yes. which is the Hitori Bochi one, like the girl who's super shy. I see that um, Rock and Edmonton, as well as myself, have seen this one. Uh, what did you think about this one, Rock? I've also read the manga, so I was really excited coming into it, and it's 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 a good adaptation, and I'm really enjoying it. It's... I. I do, I'm, I'm subscribed to, well, I follow the r slash, like, anime IRL, yeah. so it's, like, the uh, lonely depression kind of thing is very <laughs> I enjoy. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it's it's very funny, and it's very enjoyable. It's very relatable. Well, not really, but, like, it, in a way, yeah. It's almost, for me, so I was actually like, just watching it right before this podcast because I figured people would want to talk about it. And so, I don't know, I, I don't think it's bad, I think it's, and I probably will continue to watch it, but it's just like, sometimes I see this, and it's like, she's so shy. Like, do these people actually exist? And I, I assume they do, because people are really identifying with this, which means that lots of people are like this. But I just, it's just really difficult to watch for me sometimes, because it's just like, I, I don't know, like for example, when she put up like the sign... Um, and it's like, you know, this class has been canceled. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, do people actually think that this, do, do they do this? I don't know. I mean, obviously it's taking shyness to the, to the extreme, but like every now and then it just like hits just right. How one feels about certain things. And it's like, oh God, that, that could have been me. And I don't know. I, I find it kind of like almost relatable in a scary way. So even though yeah. it's like a, Cute girls, thank you, thanks show. I'm kind of enjoying it more than usual. Is this more of a drama or a comedy? 
it's very comedy. Comedy. Uh, yeah. My thing is, it, it's it's played for uh, for laughs in a lighthearted way. If it was played like in a mean spirited way, like uh, what was the other one that? Watamote. Right? Watamote. Yeah, I was just I thinking about that. that. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that. about that. I absolutely yeah. love Watamote. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, if you liked that, you would probably like this one, Hybrid. People yeah, that yeah. had depression and social anxiety in school can totally relate to Watamo because it's just like this exaggerated form that you can totally relate to. But people that didn't really experience that find it offensive. So I always find that funny. Yeah. I, 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 had, I had severe social anxiety in school, and I can't watch Watamo today. Yeah, but you're weird. <laughs> no, I guess I maybe part of it for me. I mean, I'm not sh- saying that I'm like always extroverted or whatever, but I guess I just don't really identify with these characters as much as some other people do, and so the shows don't click for me in the same way as other yeah. people. I guess, but I still uh, think like Storybochi with... at least seems it seems like it's a good show. I'll probably keep watching. For me it. with uh, this, I don't. I've never been that super like social anxiety, but I do relate to like the feeling of social anxiety. So it's yeah. like. I, I relate to this is obviously exaggerated. I mean, I guess it kind of is. It depends on how you look at it, but I it's I think it's obviously exaggerated uh, for laughs, and uh, because it's done in a lighthearted, fun manner, that that makes it very watchable for me. Yeah. So Kimetsu no Yaiba is the next one. What was that? What what is what's the English title for that? Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Okay. So I wanted to see this one. I haven't gotten around to it yet. So Requiem, you've been underutilized because you haven't seen the past several shows. Tell me about it. Well, it's uh, set in, it looks like the early Taisho era. Um, dude lives up on a hill in the mountains with a large family. You know, they're all poor, but everybody's happy and loves each other. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back from town and they're all dead. <laughs> and they, oh, they appear to be a bit killed by a demon. And then, except for his uh, one of his sisters who's still alive, but is now turning into a demon, and we go down the shonen path from there. Huh. So the drama is that he's trying to like heal his sister, then. Yeah. Right. Like he runs into someone who's obviously from a demon slaying organization, so we can see where this is going. He's going to join the demon slayers in the attempt to cure his sister. Uh huh. Where he meets a wacky and and varied group of people who are his allies. An eclectic cast. Sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe that you're all looking for for One Piece. Hell yeah. But uh, no, I it's I love the animation style. I like they look really cool. Um, it's very shonen, but I love shonen, so it, it's gonna work for me. Yeah, Some people think it's chuny, apparently. <laughs> Rock, tell us about what you think about this show, Rock. Yeah, tell me how chuny it is. I mean, that was just my first impression. I thought it was, like, chuny, like, because, like, Demon Slayer, it's, like, too edgy. Like, I don't, I haven't seen the show. So. Did you just read uh, the title and then be like, all right, I'm done? <laughs> I saw the art, I read the title, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it right now. I, this just in, no, no demons allowed. You can't have them in anime. It's, you can't slay it them feel, either. It didn't feel particularly edge to me. It was just a, a solid shonen, uh, shonen setup. For I mean, I guess. some guys fighting some cool shit. My yeah, thing I... with uh, the beginning of seasons is uh, I always watch shows that particularly appeal to me at the beginning. If it doesn't like, like if it's not my kind of thing, then I'll wait for other people to say if it's good or not, and then I'll give it a shot. So like, yeah, this doesn't seem like my kind of thing. So I didn't watch it yet. My... One of the things I'm most interested in is where they set it. You know. They set it in more rural Japan in the pre, you know, World War Two era. So it's like very interesting. I think. Yeah, Taisho is a very specific point. Like it's literally it's from 1912 to 1926. So they don't have very many years to work with there. So whenever I see something that's like Taisho, I'm like they had a very very specific moment in time that they wanted to utilize for this setting. So that always interests me. But yeah. Um... I see we've got next on our list, we have Kono Oto Tomare, which is the one about the koto, the yes. um, harpish instrument. Yes. Um, and myself and Edmonton have seen it. So Edmonton, what do you think about this show? Uh, I really like it, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, why? It, it, <laughs> it technically is a shonen. It does, run on jump as, it does run on jump as Q, so the author does target it towards the shonen. Mm-hmm. But I guess I also like the uh, the troublemaker who's actually who actually has like a heart of gold and like 
trying to like be a better person, I guess. Mm -hmm. I usually like the trope. Yeah, it seems to me too. Um, the first episode, there are only like two members that have that are like in the club. It's like the mm -hmm. Koto Club or whatever. Um, I think it's like the Soul Kyokubu is what they call it. And I think that um, according to the opening theme, there will be quite a few other people that join it. And yeah. it'll be a pretty – usually I feel like a lot of times these shows end up being like all girls or all boys, like these music shows. And mm -hmm. it seems like the cast is going to be um, a mixture of both in this music club. So that that'll be fun. Um and I mean the Koto is a really cool instrument, so I'm all in for that. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's all I've got to say with that one. Um, but next up, one just for rock is the new adaptation of the '90s visual novel, you know. Yeah. Uh, no one else is watching this, uh, uh, so I feel like I kind of wanted to say a little bit here. Uh, it's surprisingly good. I came in expecting it to be hot garbage, and it's doing a fantastic job so far. So, you know, is a very special visual novel. It's uh, 96, so super early 90s. And the thing with visual novels back then is no one took them seriously. They were just like dating sims and uh like you know was one of the first visual novels to like standardize like to really make visual novels into uh a story based plot driven with many routes so it kind of like made visual novels as we know it and it's also fairly well written with very interesting sci-fi so i i if i check out uh you know and I definitely at least watch and listen to the original because half the appeal is the aesthetics from the original, mm. uh, which does not have, of course. But it, it's it's a pretty good adaptation so far. And if you're interested in sci-fi, if you like character-driven stories, I would definitely check it out. Um, so, can it? Can, can, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Can it be adapted well into a single? I mean, into like a twenty-five episode series? Like... Uh, I think it can. Um, it can? I'm okay. not super worried about it. They're going at a pretty decent pace, and uh, the the thing that one would be worried about is how are they going to handle the different routes, right? Yeah, and, actually, what uh, what worries me about visual novel adaptations is like, but it feels like they're going to play it straight because they've already shown us the uh, the uh, the time like do do hickey, so they might just go through every route like they would in the visual novel. So it's like. Normally, they try to cram in uh, routes in a nonsensical manner. But, you know, we could just repeat the events. And so, it seems like that's what they're going to do. I think it's interesting um, because I don't know anything about this. But I've been hearing, like, all sorts of negative things from other people about what they've seen so far. Like, they didn't like the first episode. Yeah, um, because there's a few reasons. It comes out very generic because the characters haven't super aged very well. And the premise, uh, because, like, you know, a lot of the stuff is tried and true, but the characters are fairly route, fairly normal. Uh, you know, the tropes before they were real tropes. Um, it comes off as generic and bad, mm -hmm. uh, but. <laughs> It's been fairly enjoyable so far. My my thing is, at least on the internet, I'm not seeing a lot of people watching it. So it's like maybe people saw the trailer and like thought it'd be hot garbage. Like I thought it was gonna be hot garbage. But, um... I remember, yeah, I remember when we were watching it at the Crunchyroll Awards, uh, or when we were streaming those. Which, by the way, a podcast episode after hours. Check it out, folks. Um, I we you you didn't even realize it was Yuno until the very end when they dropped the title name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of losing my shit. It was like because I it it felt like it felt very like it felt like I I saw this before because I played the visual novel right. Yeah. But it felt super generic and boring. It was like, and then the, they dropped the name. It was like, oh shit! They made Yuno this amazing visual novel into this super generic thing. Yep. So, um, but in the interest of time, moving on, I see we've got a couple of shows that just Requiem has seen, which I was surprised <laughs> there weren't. I was surprised there weren't more of these already. Um, so one is Mayonaka no Occult Komuin. Um, what is that? <laughs> it's basically um, the, the the English version is uh, Occult Civil Servants. Okay, and that's a really good description because that's what it is. They're so, like you got new kid joins agency. Agency works 
in Tokyo, the, in one district of Tokyo, they only work in uh, Shinjuku <clears throat> to do with um, the after, basically, interaction of yokai and other, you know, fantastical things and humans. Most humans can't see them. The people who work there can. The new kid can actually talk to them, which is unique within in that world, apparently. So, and then right at the end, uh, an old um, uh, Tengu shows up and calls him Abano Seime. So that's where we're going with that. Oh one. my god! <laughs> I feel like I don't know why, but Abano Seime. It's just like they're always just like he's back. He's been revived as this new character yeah. in anime. <laughs> he's essentially the reincarnation of Abano Seime, and he could talk to. Well, and this episode was Tengu and Angels, which was a, which is actually kind of an interesting take on it. They're mixing Western and and Eastern mythologies it could be interesting it could be incredibly dull it's it's hard to tell hmm. and then what about That's this how it is with uh shows only revealed watches yeah but what about this namu amida butsu one that you've also just seen uh that one's based on uh ancient buddhist i don't want to call it mythology because that would be insulting to buddhists um <laughs> but uh legend let's call it that ancient buddhist legend and that's another one where it's like, is this going to be really interesting or is this going to be rote and just have like a light Buddhist painting over it? It's hard to tell yet. Huh. I know that the Namu Amida Butsu is the phrase um, that it's part of the Pure Land sect of Buddhism. And there's this idea that the Amida um, Bodhisattva would, if you say this phrase, um, then the that Bodhisattva will like take you to basically like paradise and then in paradise you can achieve enlightenment because when you're like when you've got all those like samurai killing things for their living you know like you're not going to be able to become enlightened in this lifetime and so a lot of the samurai would like follow this sect and so i was curious if that plays a significant part or if they just tossed on a very like well-known in japan phrase and called it an anime well so far i would say they just used the uh, well-known phrase for the title because it's supposed it's basically a shonen based on you know, oh, we have to find the 13 Buddhas and fight Mara and his cohort. So it's basically a shonen with Buddhist painting hmm. or trappings over it. So whether that's that phrase has any actual or that concept actually. has any actual for, uh, impact is unknown. At this Are they pretty boys? Yes, they're very bu- everyone's a shonen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but then the one sequel that we will talk about, as promised, is One Punch Man 2. So that's obviously the first season big in the anime community and in people, some people that even don't really watch anime, that it's one of those kind of shows that really like has a much wider audience. Um, It's finally getting a second season and the studio has changed as well as the director. And a lot of people were worried from the trailer that the animation has really taken a hit. But what do you guys think? Hold on. We just have a sigh. (laughs) Wait, what? The animation is very definitely taking a hit. Yeah. If you guys have watched anything by JC Staff, you know that 90% of the shows are long pans and still mm-hmm. shots. And then 10% of the time, you get, like, a, the ending of an animation. So, I mean, I could, I could shit on the animation. But honestly, this wasn't terrible. The, the trailer did a really good job of making this look way worse than it actually was. <laughs> um, like, some of the shots, just, like, they didn't feel like they flowed together. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the fight. There's a Genos fight, which was just not interesting at all. Honestly, I felt myself wanting to see more of uh, Saitama and this new character King talking. Their mm-hmm. interactions were way more interesting than any of the action going on. But uh, yeah, despite the severely disappointing animation, it was still a good watch. Like you know, whatever. The, the characters are still good. I'm still interested in the story. So I guess that's something. Yeah. And the King's not a entirely new character. He was. He was there with the other S-Class heroes at the end of Season 1. But, yeah, I mean, the characters... He's not a main character. The characters are still good, and the writing's still fun. It's just it doesn't look as good as it used to. It just really mm-hmm. doesn't. But, well, I mean, I guess, it's when you made the first show to be good and have terrible animation, so it, yeah. it can still be good. And, I mean, at the end of the day, too, right, it's the same source material. So even if the animation is not as great, which I know is a really big selling point for the first season... Um, I mean, the story could is likely to continue to be the same level of goodness as the first season was. It's just, it's the same thing, you know. They're just adapting the next section, I guess. The main issue, mm-hmm. I think, isn't really the fights. It's the uh, 
it's the dry wit that you rarely see in anime. Like, the first season was just so good and so funny, and a lot of the comedy was based on visuals and just, like, cutting at the exact right moment. And this director doesn't really seem to have that. Um, and I just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as funny, but like you said, the story will probably still be interesting. So Yeah, yeah some of the visual jokes might lose some impact, but I oh, think man. it'll still... Definitely. <laughs> One thing I like about King, though, I'm glad that they're focusing on King because King answers a question that I had in the first season and other people are saying, like, if, if Saitama was going around killing all these monsters and, and whatever without taking credit for it, who was getting the credit for it? Ooh, so, spicy. But still, yeah. I mean, it's one punch, man. So, yeah, I'm, like, we're, we're all in for the whole thing, whether the animation sucks or not. So let's, let's... Were you going to say something, Edmonton? Oh, uh, just want to say that uh, compared to the first season, uh, first season adapt, uh, adapted like mostly just um, the original, original One Punch Man, as in like the old scribbles that one did. Mm-hmm. While uh, Disney season will still kind of going with that, it's also going to adapt like this side arc that's in the manga that the new author, I mean the new artist makes that really good one. Mm-hmm. So I, I worry that people won't be as interested in this uh, side story. Like, so I hope they don't associate it with. Uh, isn't isn't the yeah. story though? I know that they have the new illustrator but isn't one still involved in the creation of the story for the illustrator yeah but like usually he's like adapting one's old stuff this time it's like one was like yo can you add this arc in between the end of season one and yeah the next arc and he was like yeah sure whatever Hmm. so it's it's gonna be mostly like a side story I guess and I hope people won't like hating it too much for it so what about um this next one i see is it hybrid has seen robohachi yeah i don't really know how to describe this this thing just goes on tangent after tangent it's like it's another a lot of good sci-fi this season uh it's another futuristic show about this guy who's down on his luck has just really bad luck he's trying to make money and just fails at every attempt and then he meets this other dude and um i, I mean so much stuff happens the uh he, he helps him get his briefcase back and then they go back to his house and then he has like a debt collector following him but then to escape they take they go to, into this outer space but it turns out his house was a, a spaceship and then when they go in outer space they get chased by the other guys, and then the ship turns into a mech, and then they fight for some reason, and then they're going to this, like, utopian planet on the moon. That doesn't make sense, but it's a moon, and they go there. And I don't know. I'd have a hard time describing this because just so much stupid stuff happens, but it's it's just fun because of how wacky it is, and I like uh, I like this. It's almost like a Japanese Futurama, just, you know, not as well written, but it has a lot of those same things like, hey, this is the future. Here's a dumb thing that could happen with technology in the future. Hmm. that's my rant i don't know if i've sold it on anyone but if you I'm like futuristic stuff that gets dumb and if you like zoro's voice actor he's the main character so there you go hmm. hell yeah there you go watch it yeah. <laughs> well kind of like kind of like Gintama, but not nearly as good <laughs> that's an inter- interesting um advertising the humor, point I mean, there yeah, the humor is similar to that okay so next on the list is the only show that all five of us have seen. Uh, that's Sada Zanmai, the new Ikuhara production. And I think that people have been chatting about it in the uh, annotate chat, but what do you guys think of this one? I'm out of well, I'll let you know what I think as soon as I figure out what the fuck happened. <laughs> Where do you even start? I would say it has the least offensive wet anuses I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think we can give it that plaque, yes. Least yeah. offensive wedding anuses. We give this to you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that everyone is obsessing over and carrying boxes. This is uh, yeah, the boxes. dream. My favorite uh, part is that the boxes, it's like Capazon or something, like Amazon with Kappa in the front of it. Capazon. <laughs> I think it, I messed it's... up when it shows anime as my hobby. I should have done like gardening or something. Hmm. So I want to I want to ask you guys a question though. 
Uh, I just want to check. So, um, the like the idol girl or whatever on the screen is that a separate individual? I, I believe so because okay. of the eyebrows. I'm not sure. Well, it has to be because when they originally showed um, him as her, they showed her look him. This is hard to say. Showed <laughs> him looking as she did with like all the makeup, and she looked feminine. But then when they showed that it was actually him. He was drawn differently, so I assume yeah. they're yeah. two different characters. Okay, and it, it, that would make sense too because there was one point where he's like looking at the screen. I mean, unless it's a delayed broadcast, I, I don't know. I was, I was just, I just wanted to check because I thought, I thought it's separate, but I just wanted to make sure. Okay, but yeah, I mean, I as you guys can probably tell from our like coded discussion here, there's a lot to unpack. Um, it's really colorful and it's really interesting. And if you know anything about Ikuhara and you like what you know about Ikuhara, you will probably like this as well, is my understanding. Yeah, my first yeah. time this seeing one of these shows. Oh, is it? Yeah. How do, how do you feel? I I don't know how to feel. <laughs> perfect. I really like the music. Though. That's perfect, yeah. That's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that thing happened. Wait, what? That's, that's your... <laughs> I really enjoyed it so far, but like, I guess it's like, how do you come up with stuff like this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The man, ha- the man has a very interesting brain. We have to keep one-upping yourself after you've done so many of these types of shows. Yeah, I was, I was surprised he went with like an all-male cast. Is this the first time he's done that? Usually, he does mostly female cast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, that that was one thing I was thinking about too. Um, but what's a, an interesting thing to point out, though, also with the whole like. Um, kappas and like anuses and whatnot is that that is like actually part of like the kappa mythology like so he's not just making that up you know like he he chose kappas because of that mythology that already existed behind them so that popped up that popped up in a gege no katara episode last year so oh really i wasn't that part that part didn't catch me up because i already heard about that part yeah um, for those of you who do not know, though, there's this idea that the kappa can, like, steal this organ, this, like, almost, like, soul-like organ, that they take it out of your anus. And so right. they take, they use that um, mythology, pre-existing mythology, is utilized very heavily in um, this anime. And yeah. Are you just fascinated to try and find out how that mythology got started? Like, Yeah, I wonder. I, I, I do wonder. Turtle attack guy's ass. <laughs> I do wonder, Requiem, I wonder about a lot of things, honestly. Um, but so next on our list here, though, is Isekai Quartet, which has been watched by Rock. Woo! What do you think, Rock? Uh, nothing happened so far. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, Isekai Quartet is a sh- like a mashup with, uh, uh, what was it, ReZero. Uh, Overlord. Uh, Overlord, hold on, give me a second. Jojo Senki. Yeah, it's and then Rihiro, Konosuba. Tanya, uh, um, Overlord, and... Uh, uh, Konosuba. Uh, Konosuba, I am playing. Uh, but the, the first episode was basically an introduction to all of those shows, if you haven't seen them. Uh, so nothing's really happened so far. Um, I am very confused on uh, where it's going to go, and I'm going to keep watching. But it's a short, and uh, it, you know, it's not. It's very easy to watch. So, yeah, is it so they're just like in a classroom, and it's like comedy between the groups? Yeah, they they got isekai again into a classroom. Oh my god! Oh brother! <laughs> it's like isekai-ception right there. Yeah, it looks like that Attack on Titan thing that I stood far, far away from. The the middle school one. Yeah, or... whatever the the chibi characters with just some of the Attack on Titan characters in school. Yeah, I think that was the middle. Whatever the heck. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It, I, I assume it's the same like feel to that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably Anyone similar. I didn't see that one. Yeah, the only reason I'm watching this one is because I just binged through all of the Tanya light novels, so I'm really in the mood for more Tanya. And... Did you? Um, were you reading those online or did you like buy the physicals? Uh, digital. Oh, okay. Though I did buy some of the physicals. Ooh. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I was. Cu- I was just curious because that stuff can get expensive fast. Those like yeah, big hardcover copies. Yeah, it really fast. They're like, yeah. they're like fifteen bucks per if you go. Uh, yeah, they did the same thing with the Overlord ones, and I was like, Jesus Christ. 
Um, but moving on to our next show on our list here, we have this Midara na Aochan wa Benkyo ga dekinai. Is it? Yes. Uh, so who's... English version Aochan can't study. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It's a crossover. Um, yeah, we should. I, I'll have to. I'll probably update. Well, I'll keep, I guess I'll keep in the Japanese list. I was thinking I'd swap them into English, but it's too late now. We're talking about them in the Japanese order, so it is what it is. Um, but Requiem and Edmonton have seen this one. What do you guys think? Nah, I thought it was funny. I mean, it's a yeah. short, so it's tw- about twelve minutes. Basically, okay. she uh, she's one of those. You know, well, I don't have time for love. I'm just going to study. I need to get into a prestigious school kind of uh-huh. characters. But the, the twist is that she, the reason she wants to get away to, to study in, in a good school is to get away from her dad, who's a famous erotic author. Oh my god! <laughs> and so, and so she's like, so she's being a, uh, basically wooed by a character they call the King of the Normies, which is hilarious. <laughs> and she can't control her like dad's influence on her, so she like she doesn't want to deal with him, but she can't help have like erotic thoughts about him. And it's actually really funny. That actually does sound kind of funny. funny yeah. I think yeah, it's I'm pretty funny. It this. You have to have a tolerance for edgy humor, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes, I'm usually not too big on edgy shows, but sometimes if they have, like, premises like that, that one actually I'm, I could see myself potentially enjoying. I don't um, think it's been that edgy, honestly. Yeah. No, not really. Not compared to something like, why the hell are you here, Sensei? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, another thing to note though, before we, cause I think we will end up getting to that one, unfortunately in a couple minutes, um, is that this is the second show this season with the Benkyo Gaideki Nai, like this trope of like, they can't study. Cause like the, we, we never learn one is to say, it's the same thing. So it seems to be like a, and I know that there've been shows in the past couple of seasons, like the quintessential quintuplets where it's just like, you know, you've got like this at home, like a tutor or someone who is trying to study for exams and can't. And that seems to be like an even more popular trope this year for some reason. Maybe everyone just can't can't study. study. (laughs) It's really reflecting those societal anxieties, I guess. Um, But next on our list is another short, which is the Senyu Shoujo. Um, And I know that all of us except for Hybrid have engaged with this series either via anime or manga. Um, I know Rock always talks about a lot i've read some of the manga too i really liked it but let's what do you think rock it's it's the fluff friday it just puts a smile on my face every friday and i'm very glad that Crunchyroll can watch it now yeah uh because these smiles are very precious and i enjoy it very much and for our listeners what is it uh it Sanryu is it's like a haiku a haiku but it's like, <laughs> it's like what it's not as serious. I mean, trust uh, so, uh, this, uh, Nanako is a girl who's shy, uh, and she, like, doesn't want to talk, so she, uh, writes everything down in Senryu, and it's kind of just a slice of life about her, and, uh, her club, uh, the Wadditcher Club. Yeah, I was actually worried, I was like, how are they gonna even begin to translate this? Um, but then the answer has just been, like, don't worry about it too much, you know, just translate what the poems she writes say, literally, and you don't have to make it, you know, exact, you know, they're not trying to, like, copy the 575 structure or anything, so it works so fine. I'm wondering, does she actually talk, or is it, like, the narrating what she says? She, writes. she writes. Oh, no, I mean, but, but, like, does the, does she actually oh, talk? Oh. It's like an inner monologue kind of thing. Yeah, oh, okay, she, okay. she writes it, and she'll show it to a character, and then her voice actress will, like, read it. So okay. it's like you can hear her saying it, but she's not actually saying it out loud to the characters. All right. Yeah, kind of. I I liked the manga when I was reading it, although mm-hmm. I kind of like got tired of it because <laughs> like I guess like um, having her talk like that, like I mean it's fun, but like I guess it's not really my my thing. I guess. Yeah. I, I think the show is like it's adorable. It's completely adorable. Um, I like what Rock said because yeah, it's like this is just a show that makes you smile because it's so damn cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wait, were you gonna the say five seven five thing? Of... I think is really cool. Like I, I, I always think characters who can use signs like that are funny, so it works for me. Yeah, how long it, is it? Like, is it short? Right? It's like yeah, it's like a short, twelve yeah. minutes or so mm. per episode. 
So it never wears itself out, I think is the key. Okay, so Pro- Proton, did you say you liked it? or? Yeah, I liked it. I think it's entertaining. I might give it a shot. Most of you guys think it's uh, worthwhile. You should. Everyone yeah. should watch it. That's a boss me. <laughs> like, how dare you, Rob? What's your talk? What's what's your tolerance for the um, delinquent who's not actually delinquent trope? Uh, that's not too bad as long as he's like right. a likable character. Yeah, you'll be fine then. Mm. Okay, good, perfect. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good, and it's it's short too. I think if it was long form, then it might be a different story. But with the short form, I think that it's a good it's a good short. <laughs> one of those things where it's like she says one haiku and that's it like it just leads up to it or she's just doing that not constantly no she's just no doing she just it, always so, yeah. communicates that way yeah, yeah. Mm. okay um and so finally and I can't believe we have to end on this stupid show but why the hell is Sensei here which I see that Requiem of course has watched oh of course <laughs> so why don't you As tell us about duty. this show Requiem okay so you, you know how in a standard, you know, your standard anime rom-com or whatever, a character will walk in on a, a male character will walk into a, a bathroom and there'll be a female character there and then he'll get beaten, right? Uh-huh. And in a, in a hentai, that scenario would end in fucking. Uh-huh. This show exists in the All space right. in between. What does that even mean? <laughs> the show exists is where, like, uh, characters keep getting, there's four, uh, my understanding is that there's four male characters who each have a teacher in which this happens, but the first episode only shows one where they keeps ending up in accidental erotic situations where then things ridiculous things happen without ever getting to actual hentai at any point. So they exist in that little gray area. And let's just say that this first episode, not even halfway through the first episode, we had a suppository show up. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're dealing with here. And I'm ashamed to admit it, but it made me fucking laugh multiple times. So I'm a terrible person. And this is a terrible anime, and everyone should watch it. So wait, how offensive are the wet anuses in this show? <laughs> the wet anuses in this show, I would say, were only mildly offensive. All right, that's not bad. I'm going to take a pass so on the this wet one. Ale. So I, yeah, I you have to have a real, real, real high tolerance for etchy for this show because mm-hmm. this is on. This is pushing the etchy border. Borderline desire, I would say. Yeah, I thought it was funny though. I'm, I'm a terrible person. I am looking forward to your section on the swines about it, but I'm oh yeah, gonna watch it. <laughs> Assuming I actually they can actually get me to write it, yeah. <laughs> and that that is quite an uh, Herculean effort to get you to write it for anything. You're the master Wait, of avoiding. We write here. <laughs> what is writing? Um. So yeah, I guess that's all of our shows to discuss for today. So I want to end on um, overall thoughts for this season. And we'll start with Edmonton. What do you think about the spring 2019 season so far? Uh, overall, I think it's a pretty lighthearted season. There's no show that's like, oh my God, this is it. This is the best show of the season. Well, I guess um, now that I've watched it, the Sarda Sanmai, mm-hmm. I guess it's the one that will keep me like coming back. But it's like also like, super weird so i'm not sure <laughs> uh-huh what about you hybrid but, or you're not diamond i'm sorry <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, no it's pretty much it okay yeah i think sarah's on my is definitely the standout for me i would say carol and tuesday would be another one but i don't think a lot of people are going to watch that one mm-hmm. and Thank fruits you, basket netflix. yeah just get on that netflix and the fruits basket is awesome i'd say those three are like the the top for me uh, i will be eternally disappointed with one punch man but hopefully i will still enjoy it all right. What about you, Rock? I'm in the weird position in which there's legitimately one show where I haven't seen the source material, so Sarah's Anmai is kind of carrying it for me. Mm-hmm. But like everything else is like fun and lighthearted, so like I'm not super like bothered by well, that. I think at a certain point too, it's on you. Like you've read the source yeah. material for like way it's too many me. shows. How dare you? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this season's fun. It's not as good as last season, uh, because that season's really hard to beat. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, small, fun shows, so I think that balances it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And finally, or I guess I'll probably talk a little bit too, but before me, Requiem. Well, uh, looks like it might be a good season for comedy. Uh, it feels like the kind of season where there's not gonna be any much, anything, uh, there's not going to be a dominant, big breakout. So it feels like 
the kind of season that sleepers emerge from, you know, mm-hmm. um, you get, you're, you're just where the kind of season where you get those shows where a lot of people really like it, but that people, that group of people isn't that big. Yeah, so but the, my main takeaway from this season is how annoying it is, how many different services these two shows are getting spread out to oh now. Oh my God. Yes. That is, that is frankly my takeaway as well is that it's, there was a period of time for a couple of years where it became even easier than ever. You know, as long as you had either Funimation or Crunchyroll, depending on if you preferred dubs or subs, you'd basically have access to almost everything. And now it's just like, it's just all gone to hell. And you have to have like six different services just to see all the shows. And it's just ridiculous. If the uh, high dive shows didn't hit Crunchy, I, I would have gone mad this season. Yeah. And it's especially frustrating when the Funimation and Crunchy split is worse than ever because in the past, Funimation always got a good chunk of, like, big-time shows, but now it's almost like they get, like, half the shows this season and, Funima- and Crunchyroll has the other half. And then, it used to be like that before, though, before I th- they did the merger. It was... It was a, I, I think that Funimation was always, like... They had a really good chunk, but Crunchyroll pretty much always, other than one or two seasons, had the like significantly better library well I, I always thought that Crunchyroll always had the big show so like the uh the and they had more they show the season they did they'd uh, always have the big show and they'd always have the most shows too like in pure numbers yeah but like uh there's other than Sar- sarazanmai there's no real big show so uh, yeah maybe, What's attack maybe on titan next on? season uh, um, like that, i'm but, not sure yeah, what is attack on titan on i'm not watching it is that Crunchyroll? they have that let me check it would have to be Crunchyroll, but I mean, at this point, like if like like Rock was right, if the, the high dive shows hadn't moved over to Crunchyroll, I'd like be four shows down. Like Senryu, Shoujo would be out. I mean, it's just like a show that good shouldn't be locked on the service nobody has. Funimation. Hmm. Oh, it's Funimate. Wait, uh, Attack on Titan is apparently according hmm. to my, to my list. Wow, oh, that's weird. It's interesting. Huh. I mean, to watch every show this season, at one point you would have had to have Crunchyroll, Funimation, High Dive, Amazon, Prime, and Hulu. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Amazon and don't dead. forget Netflix. And Netflix, if you want to watch it six months from now. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's not really going to be feasible for everyone to have access to all the shows. Because, I mean, I know some people will have subscriptions to all those, but the the cost... Like, the only reason, for example, that I would have access to the Netflix shows is because I'm totally leeching off my parents' Netflix account. Like, there's a family Netflix account, and all of my siblings, even the ones of us who are not living with our parents, are totally leeching off it to this day. So, Do, do they watch anime? Uh, no. <laughs> so do, they, do they wonder who watches all the anime? I mean, they, I'm sure they know it's me. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Like, who could be watching all this anime on the family account? It couldn't possibly be our son who majored in Japanese. No, that would be it crazy. Has boxes of manga all over the place. Yeah, definitely not that guy. It must be. It must be our um, our daughter who plays soccer all day. Um, the, the problem is like there's two really strong negative effects to that gratification of everything on all the different services. One is that it encourages piracy, which was the whole point of streaming anime was to reduce piracy. And uh, two, it means there's not there's more. It's harder for any one show to get that big audience if, like, the audience is split into all these pieces. Yeah. Um, I, I think a few when One Punch Man came out, it was like on Daisuke or something, and that yeah. didn't stop it from being super popular. Well, but it was on everything else as well. Everything on Daisuke was on like, your own stuff. Yeah, really. So yeah. No yeah. One Punch Man had had real penetration. It's on. It was on Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, I think I got huge once it moved over to Netflix. Yeah, I think I think I I remember the first at first when it was pretty much just on like Daisuke, it was not very many people were talking about it, and then at some point in time it blew up, and it probably was once it went over to Netflix. Well, yeah. Fuck um, Daisuke, by the way. Huh? Fuck Daisuke, by the way. Daisuke, Daisuke I mean, Neon Alley, High Dive, all that are extra bullshit. I mean, Daisuke is long gone now, so you win, record. <laughs> Yeah, it was it's free. Dead. Like, come on, it's free. I didn't know that. And oh, that's terrible. That's my it thing. Is so I, I I don't mind if if it's a if it's on a bunch of services. My problem is that they're all behind a paywall, and so it just becomes economically not feasible for the, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
which is frustrating, especially because a huge part of the anime community for people who are like really in the anime community, one of the things is, you know, kind of like that seasonal check out a bunch of new shows and it's making it really hard for people to do that legally. So that's, that's unfortunate. Um, We'll see what happens in the upcoming years if all these services are able to sustain themselves in competition. We just gotta hope that high dive stuff keeps on coming to Crunchyroll because if that happens, then really all you need is Crunchyroll and Funimation again, and then that's fairly feasible. Yeah, but Amazon, Netflix. Yeah, but nothing comes to Amazon anymore. Netflix gets like one. You said Dororo, Amazon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Dororo is Amazon, which I think is sad because I think it'd be more popular if it was on Crunchyroll or Funimation. Yeah, what's the, which one is the Demon Slayer one on? Is that Crunchyroll? That's Crunchy. Okay, good. yeah. But yeah, um, so those are our general thoughts. Um, in order to watch all of these um, Netflix exclusives, I have decided to um, move to Japan, just like Hybrid, just so I can watch them. Um, so I'll do that in yeah, a few months. Um, together, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that's it for us. Um, on this lovely podcast clocking about like an hour and five minutes or so so that's what i was hoping for so good work everyone um thanks everyone for listening uh, definitely tune in to future anite podcast episodes we also have some reviews from the winter season that will probably be getting published in the upcoming weeks so stay tuned for those as well and we will see you guys again in the next anite podcast episode and until then i don't know keep watching anime keep reading anite We'll see you guys around.